Welcome to the Operation Restored Warrior Podcast. We are first of all veterans helping veterans find healing and restoration through the power of Jesus. Join us as we share stories of what Jesus is doing for our nation's warriors, as we share tools and resources to empower you to a deeper relationship with Jesus, and as we introduce you to our amazing partners that are advancing the kingdom of God across the globe. And now, let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Operation Restored Warrior podcast. I'm your host, David Boddy, and today it's a pleasure to be joined by U.S. Army veteran, director of Drop Zone Operations, and a good friend of mine, Tim Harding. Tim, how you doing? Hey, David. Everything's good here, man. Um, I live in uh, West Central Illinois, and we've been dealing with all the like cold weather and all of that bogus stuff for a long time, but today <laughs> it's supposed to be maybe 70, and- Oh, wow. It's sunny. Um, the grass is starting to like show colors of green. I don't know if uh, where you're at, if it's doing that or not, but not yet. Uh, life is starting to return to the trees, man. I am excited because I despise winter and all things winter. <laughs> I can't even watch the movie Frozen because it just you know <laughs> just makes me sad. It's traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we are finally starting to hit close to the fifties, which is great, but then. The grass is still looking pretty rough. Last night it froze again. We're we're the winter is gasping here still, but we'll we'll get there. I'm I'm looking forward to some some 60, 70 degree weather for sure. Yeah, you're for, you're further north though, so it'll take this, a little this while. This is true. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to live in the south. I hope to get back to the south one day so I can get rid of all my pants and gloves and and uh you know, I have to wear a winter cap pretty much uh uh, eight months out of the year because I keep, you know, I keep the, keep the same haircut as you and it's just always cold. So yeah. Always, always. (laughs) Yeah. I always get talking to people either from California or Florida, like Southern California and Florida. And it's like, yeah, it's 73 all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that'd be pretty like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking and we thought a great topic to, to really, as we're getting this podcast rolling, an initial thing that we'd love to talk about is that coming down from the mountain experience. And so with our context, of course, with, with ORW, you go to a drop zone, five days, Jesus meets you, things are awesome. Then you come down from the mountain and you return to the grind. And sometimes there's this huge drop off in momentum, energy, uh, however you want to describe it. But we find ourselves in this place where it's like we're almost questioning even if what happened was real. And how, how do I get that fire back? That's something that you hear. And I would say across the board, this isn't just an ORW thing, whether it's uh, a church event or maybe even just a really good weekend with some good guys. And you come back and how do you keep that going? And so that's something I'd love to talk to you about. And uh, I think where you were saying with your experience in, in uh, as a pastor in ministry, that's something you dealt with quite a bit. Yeah, I can totally relate to this topic. Um, I, I spent uh, several years in youth ministry, and I always looked forward to the summers because the summers was when all the cool, fun stuff was going to happen. But 
I know everything's not built around what's fun and what's cool because, um, you know, if it's just that, then, then it's really meaningless. It's just summer camp, but we would have conferences for teens, for students, and they would be big events. And I would really see God move in a big way uh, at these events. I would see first time decisions for Jesus. I would see, um, commitments to ministry. You just, you know, a wide array of, of, uh, different things. But then you come back and um, like the first week, you see this group of, of, of people just completely jazzed and, and ready to go, ready to take ground for the kingdom. And then week two, uh, it's a little bit less and week three. And, and by the time a month has uh, gone by since their, their time at the conference or whatever, it's almost like they're back in the same place that they were before they even got there. And I can relate to that, too. I remember growing up at camps as a kid and coming back from camps and like, I'm on fire and I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to do whatever. And and then it just seemed like not even a few weeks later, I was back in that place of going like, Ugh, I don't I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what my purpose is in life. And it's very real. Um, and when left unaddressed, what you see is just men and women continue to live out. And I don't want to say like a purposeless life, but, um, you know, I talk, you've heard about purpose driven life. Well, like right. when, when people come back and, and they don't continue to walk in what they've received, then it's, it's like they're back to wandering again. And that's not how God created us to live. Right. I think it's, it's crucial that we understand that the things we receive, the words, the identity, the purpose, every time we have some refreshing of that, this is not a one-time thing. And I think that's what is, that's what we're looking for to some degree as, as humans. It's like, oh, can I just find the quick fix? This one thing that's going to last me the rest of my life. I'm good to go now. I'm going to sit on the couch and, and just <laughs> chill. But the reality is it's, it's another point in the process. Okay, I've, I've got here. I like the, I've always liked the concept of, of like mountain climbing where you're driving in that stake. You're not driving in a stake on your way up the mountain to stay there. You're driving in the stake as, okay, I'm here. Now I'm going to continue forward and I'm going to drop another stake a little further on and I'm, I'm going to drop another stake. And yes, if I slip and fall, I can kind of lean into that, that stake in the past as something that I know happened from a spiritual perspective or a life perspective. Yeah. I know this thing happened. It's this stake I can look back on. And that was incredible. And so maybe if I slip and I fall back, I, I've got that thing to lean on. But the point is not to stay there. The point is to continue going and be driving in more stakes as I go. Yeah, I've, I've heard someone refer to those as spiritual markers. You know how you drive along the highway and you've got highway markers with individual numbers on them. Those things are really useful, especially if you're car breaks down on the side of the road and you have to tell the tow truck driver, Hey, I'm at mile marker three, one, nine. Like that's exactly, he knows exactly where to go. The same thing for these moments, you know, and, and I know, I know for this podcast, we're referring to them as mountaintop experiences. Uh, ultimately what it is, it's a, it's a encounter of God that, um, feels very strong, feels very real, feels very powerful, probably because you've made the work and the effort to eliminate distractions in your life in order to focus on the voice of God. And so I've always, I have seen those moments as spiritual markers. So as I continue to walk with Jesus in my life, 
when I look back, I look back at those moments of like, look what God did and look what God has done in my life rather than, well, why didn't that work? Why wasn't that the quick fix? Which we're, as a society, we, we, we tend to have the Burger King analogy. I want it my way right away. And, uh, and, I, and I have fallen into those places at times where it's like, I'm looking for the quick fix because I don't want to put the, I don't want to put the work and the effort into it, which is ultimately the problem. But when I look back at these moments, I can see them as spiritual markers. Like, look what God did at spiritual marker number one, three, five, man, he took me from here to there. And, uh, and, and again, um, not believing that they're just like a quick fix or a bandaid, but there it's progression. As we walk with Jesus, it's about progress going from A to B to C. And each time we go from one point to the other, we should be in a better place because Jesus is wanting to take us to better places. And those right. better places are found. Those better places are found in those mountaintop experiences. Mm-hmm. I like what you referred to there. You're talking about how a lot of times we don't feel like putting in the work. I, I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that that there's work involved. Would you agree? Oh, <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> It just, I, I think it's easy to sort of have this, um, we, can, we can either be really focused on the work side of it, where we're, it's all about rules, it's all about like, I'm going to do all these things, and somehow out of that, I'm going to find joy, because I'm doing ABC, and typically what we end up finding is it's a pressure cooker. That, that's my experience growing up, was was much more of a religious environment with a lot of of standards to meet. Well, that, that didn't really bring me deep joy, but then we can go way to the other side of the spectrum. And it's so spiritual that we're just kind of chilling in our cave being spiritual. It sounds to me like maybe there's some discipline involved. Oh, absolutely. Um, probably the greatest discipline, uh, that we need is, is found in how we walk with Jesus. Um, you know, I, I reflect back at my time in the army and, and I was a young, young man um, who thrived in that environment because my works were rewarded because my works were good. Um, I think about um, just the PT test and the job that I had to do uh, as a military police officer and every bit of it. The military is a great place. If you are a works minded person, you do well, you get rewarded if you're seen. Um, and, and, and that's great in that environment that works there, but when it comes to the kingdom, um, it's not all about works. Sure. There is works. There's discipline. Uh, in fact, uh, in the new Testament it talks about <clears throat> considering our, our, our hardships, uh, consider it pure joy. I remember I used to be like, what in the world? Why is that supposed to be joyful? Because what's taking place is the refining process of you which brings out maturity, uh, brings out discipline. And that's in that, that's how you're getting stronger and walking with Jesus. Um, and, and, and if, and if someone sure there's grace, uh, but there is a relationship between works and grace, um, that, that is established, I think for the growth of someone walking with Jesus for the growth of a warrior. Mm -hmm. I like to think about, that, uh, well, when you think of the verse that says, faith without works is dead, 
obviously then then works without faith and there's like this whole argument i was just talking to somebody about this yesterday there's a fine line there where you could be sitting in a cave having lots of faith but you're you're not doing anything with that and then and then the opposite like you're talking about where it just works 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 so talk to me about the discipline piece what do you find is like what has helped you with that daily discipline piece in in continuing your relationship with Jesus so that you're not just dropping off? I know for me, I can it does not take long for me to know that I'm out of step when it comes to my discipline with walking with Jesus. Um, back in the day, I thought it was about making making a schedule. Like if I wake up in the morning at this time and I read for 30 minutes on the dot and I pray for this many minutes, like some way, somehow I was establishing. Um, and again, those uh, not that those things are, are, are bad in and of itself, right. but like I was creating rules to how I felt like was the best way to grow with Jesus. What I've learned through my own healing and restoration is that it. It is about a continual relationship with him, not just in moments, but throughout the day. So the dis- the discipline piece is understanding that I have a daily relationship with Jesus and then giving him the best of my time throughout the day, not just in moments. Um, recently, like a month ago, uh, my daughter and I started doing CrossFit it's been the worst and best decision that I've made in a while. Um, I am 40 years old and I forgot about many of the muscles that CrossFit uh, has reintroduced me to. <laughs> the thing uh, that I'm learning about that is we get up at 4.40 in the morning to make it to the gym by 5. That's pretty difficult. I like to uh, sleep, especially when the sun's not up. But I know that waiting on the other side of that workout is a feeling of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling of strength physically. And uh, it's community with my daughter. It's her and I working out together. And that's something I enjoy to do. Now, all of that is physical discipline. And and that makes sense in, in, in context of what is going on with CrossFit. Spiritually speaking, like if I neglect Jesus throughout my day, uh, I'm going to experience the very things that I don't enjoy having in my life, or at least feel like it, because the enemy is going to like jump right all over that. Like, oh, right, Tim's Tim's neglecting Jesus. So how do I get Tim to feel like he's all alone? How do I get Tim to feel like he can't hear the voice of Jesus? And that discipline piece goes back to the practice of walking with Jesus daily, not just in moments or not just on Sunday mornings. That's really good. Again, I think we can get so caught up in, okay, A plus B equals C. If I wake up at this time and spend this much time doing this much prayer, this much Bible reading, listen to this music on my way to work, somehow that is going to just automatically equal whatever relationship we're expecting. But I I love how you put that. It's, it's, the discipline of walking with Jesus. And and when you're walking with Jesus, that's not just in the morning or just in the evening before bed. That's a piece of it. I like, uh, like I agree with you. I need to spend time in my morning and set the tone, right? 
I need to establish, okay, I'm going to spend some time in prayer. I'm going to spend some time in the word and really set the tone for the day. But that being said, that is setting the tone for me to then walk with Jesus throughout the day. And I think, I think it's just difficult to, to meld life. And maybe this really comes down to sort of the, the crux of the situation with when you're coming down from the mountain, you're all focused there. You come down, how, how do you, you know, meld them together where, where my daily life, I am weaving Jesus into that. Uh, you tell a really good story about shortly after you got back from your drop zone where you uh, really brought Jesus into your daily life. You want to tell that story? Are you talking about the auto detailing? At the auto detailing okay. shop. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I love that story. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in, uh, in 2017, um, I was about a year post um, ministry. I'd been in ministry for um, eight plus years. Um, can't remember exactly. And I decided to to leave uh, because my heart was in a really bad place. And I just felt like I couldn't meet the needs of others because of, of my hurt and my wounds. And I uh, found out about ORW Drop Zone and went and got completely rocked. Um, you know, say a mountaintop experience there. Uh, but I came back. I remember uh, what I had been uh, taught at a drop zone. I felt like I interpreted as in inviting Jesus into every moment of our lives rather than just going to him. Uh, I'm hurting Jesus. So come to me like, but in the good moments, and I got back to my job as an auto detailer and I, I I'll never forget this and I'm getting ready to clean this car. And if you've ever done auto detailing, you know that it's pretty repetitive. You do the same process over and over again. If you want to do a good job, that way, you know, you don't miss anything. But I just remember in that moment, I, I it was literally the first car back after my drop zone. I paused for a moment in the shop and I just prayed out loud. I said, Jesus, I just invite you to join me when it comes to detailing this car. And in just a blink of an eye, I'm telling you that with just with my spiritual heart wide open to receive from Jesus in that moment, um, I just got this image of him. He comes out from behind the car and he's wearing like swim trunks, which was really strange. Um, and, uh, and I remember just looking at him like, what, what in the world? And, and right there in that moment, I realized like he was decked out because he knew that I was probably going to spray him with, with the, with the, with the spray hose. And I just began to laugh because like Jesus met me there. Uh, I was willing to seek him in, in, in the everyday moment. I was willing to seek him in that moment. And he met me there and he made me laugh. And that whole day, I just remember just. I, I, I was talking to him all day long. I was asking him, literally asking him questions about auto detailing. And that was another thing too, that I had never really considered prior. Like I felt like Jesus was only interested at times. I felt like Jesus was only interested with how many scriptures I had memorized and whether or not I had the Beatitudes tattooed on my right forearm. <laughs> um, like that's what I felt like, but here I was encountering Jesus mm-hmm. in just my day to day. And he was engaged with me. I was seeing him. I was hearing from him. And it was a really good learning opportunity for me that I wasn't just going to experience him that way on the mountaintop, but I was going to take what I experienced from the mountaintop back down to yes. ground level. I love that. We, we, one of the things that we tend to, I guess what makes the mountaintop experience the mountaintop experience is some level of fresh revelation of, of his presence 
words he's speaking to us. And so we kind of, we tend to leave it there. And then the reality is, no, we've learned that he can do this. He doesn't just do it in those situations. He doesn't only do it at conferences, church events, drop zones. He's showing it to us so that we can take that experience like, oh, that's how it was for me at my drop zone. Like, I didn't really think Jesus would speak to me like this. Mm-hmm. So now that can be my expectation. And you, you talked about how a lot of times we just go to Jesus when we need him. And I just think when you think of a mountain, a mountain range up and down. So, so you're, you're have some great experience, but then you leave it there. Well, naturally you're just going to be kind of, and then you get down at the bottom and it's like, Oh, things are so bad. I need Jesus. And so we seek him. Guess what? He's found. We go right back up to the top of the mountain. And so as long as we're leaving it there as either only when I really need him, when things are really bad, I'm going to go to him. Or we just think it's going to last forever. We kind of leave it there. And so the idea being, okay, how do we carry the momentum from what we experience there? How can I take what I'm learning in these mountaintop experiences and then apply it to my regular life? So sure, there's going to be ups and downs and dips. Always. I, I used to make the joke. I, I some, some days I wake up and I just, I feel as spiritual as a two by four. I'm just dry. I'm just, just struggling, etc. And that's okay. And that's to some degree, just like fitness, like you pointed out, that's where the discipline comes in is where I recognize, Hey, I'm feeling a little dry today, but I'm still going to exercise discipline. I'm going to, I'm still going to walk with Jesus today. I'm going to, I'm going to do some of those disciplines of prayer. And sometimes just the prayer, the music, the, the reading can be that thing that sort of brings you, (laughs) brings you back to life from the dry spot. But even if not, I'm just going to continue talking to him. I'm going to continue walk because that's my expectation now. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's the big thing is, okay, let those mountaintop moments be, well, this is now my expectation does that, does that resonate with you? Yeah, I would actually tell someone too, like, what what is it that you're, or I would ask them, what is it that you're experiencing when you're on the mountaintop? For some people, they may hear from God for the first time. That's great. Uh, they may see, they may feel all of those things. There may be an encounter of God that they have never experienced before in their life. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would probably point them to is, do you believe that 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 really happened? Belief, right. you got you got to believe. If you if you don't believe, ah, I don't believe. Then then of course you're not taking what you experienced from the mountaintop back down um, to where you came from because you don't believe. So you have to establish that this was new, this was different. I cried out to God. I experienced this, or I received something. So here here's what I've established in my faith and belief. I believe that I can receive from God. I can hear from him. I can, I can mm-hmm. encounter him. So like, I think that first step is belief because without it, there really is no mountaintop experience. So yeah, mm-hmm. step one is belief. Yeah. And then I would say step two is then that out of that belief expectation. I think there's, there's something to be said as you, as, as we've been talking, there's just this theme of, carrying carrying what we've received forward and i always hear this term having an expectant heart uh mm-hmm. maybe a little of a christianese religiousy word at times but i think that's really that's really crucial what what are our expectations because 
your your faith is in a sense driving your expectations. If I believe that that Tim is going to show up on this podcast and we're going to have a great conversation, I believe that. Therefore, that's going to drive my expectations. So if we're having these mountaintop experiences and we're believing in that, then that is going to that is going to drive my expectation now of well, that means I believe that, yeah, he's going to meet me as I'm walking around my house today, sipping on a cup of coffee. He's going to meet me as yeah. I'm going to work, etc. Yeah, and and I think too, you know, you 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 go even further than that. Let's say someone who um, has come to the Lord really for the first time. Um, one of the uh, greatest literature pieces or books you could ever read is the Bible because it's filled with so many promises. And so you yeah. you come from the mountaintop and you've experienced or encountered God in a life changing way. The best thing you could do is now you can hold him for, hold him at his word, um, and you can find that ultimately in, in the promises uh, of uh, found throughout the Bible. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So now when you walk this out down, uh, you know, at the base uh, of the mountain, um, you can say, well, uh, he, he, he promises he'd never leave me. So even when I feel alone, I'm not alone. Even when I feel abandoned, he's right there. Um, you know, I, I think about too, uh, a lot of, of men and women who go to conferences or even the guys uh, that come through the drop zones, they get back down from these places, and that is the place where the enemy the enemy wants wants to do quick. He's got a, like a QRF team coming in to try to be destructive of what that experience and that encounter of God was all about, and he will do everything he can to get in there and chisel away to to plant seeds of doubt to uh, to get the person to not to not believe what they've encountered, and right. so for many groups of men and women, they come down. And they go, that was great. Like Jesus saved me. And they sit on the spiritual couch. And then one week goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by. And they go, where are you now, God? You know, I, I thought I experienced you back then, but that must have been just a load of junk. Um, and and, and they, they don't want to put the work in. But here's the cool thing, like talking about promises. I feel like one of the greatest, a good uh, greatest, that's a pretty extreme word, a good promise for people to hold on to is James four, seven talks about submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, re- without submission, there's, there's, there's no resistance and there's no flee without resistance. There's still no flee. So there is a partnership between what we do and what God does in order to drive away the enemy from robbing us and snuffing out, the light that God gave us on the mountaintop experience. And it does involve us walking step in step with Jesus, submitting to God at a deeper level daily, whether it's prayer, fasting, scripture reading, submitting to him, and then putting the work to resist the devil, to to pray out, to speak out, to resist him, and he will flee. And that's when the mountaintop experience becomes the everyday norm for a a believer and, and, and a Jesus follower. Mm, that's really good, Tim. I love that. And and thinking about what we talked about on last week's show about the name of Jesus. So you put this together. So now we're taking we're taking that momentum. We're we're cruising in. We're submitting, and then we're we are we're standing in the name of Jesus against the opposition that tries to steal. The, the Bible is clear. The enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. And so often, what he is able to do is just steal 
what we receive, whether it's the joy, fresh healing, he's just coming in to steal. So then to be able to stand against that, and I think those are some really good examples too of, of how to do it. Maybe, maybe something like fasting or or something is is a way we can connect in a, a bit deeper if we're feeling a little dry, if it feels like we're we're kind of down the mountain and struggling a little bit. That's okay. We can we can we don't have to go find some conference or some group to go to to be able to pick back up. We can, hey, I'm gonna take a couple of days and just really lean into Jesus. Maybe I'm just gonna sit on my porch for a couple hours with my coffee and just talk to Jesus. But we don't have to live from mountaintop experience to the next mountaintop experience. And that's refreshing to know that. Yeah. It, it takes a little time to, it's kind of like working out. Like I can work out and I can feel really good and it feels good. Once I'm there, I'm like, man, I feel fit. It feels good. That's on the other side of building discipline and, and in those difficult moments, choosing the right thing. And so we learn to grow in our discipline and our, in our choosing to walk with Jesus each moment. And eventually it's like, wow, this feels good. It's like I'm kind of in a rhythm and and we're not doing this where it just feels so hard. It's kind of hard on you on a lot of levels when you're going through that. Yeah. I look at, I look at those moments almost like Lego pieces. Uh, You can't, you can't just take every Lego in your hand and like rub them together. And then you've got the final product. Um, You know, in each moment where I feel like I encounter God in a, in a powerful, um, just rock, rock my world kind of way. Um, I, I look for like, what's the one thing that I experience in there that I can take and now implement into the building of my life? Um, I know I can't, you know, if, I, if I'm at a five day conference, I know that realistically, I'm not going to listen to every word of every speaker and get everything and then walk out and then just be able to walk in everything. But I can find that one moment. And whether, you know, if you're listening and, and that one moment is like, I, I heard from God uh, in that moment, guess what? You have learned that you can be in tune to the voice of God. And so now it's time to walk that out, place that Lego piece into your life. And in that next moment, well, I learned uh, that um, that I'm cre- I'm creative and God's created me a particular way to be creative. Take that one piece. Now add that to your life and add that into your daily discipline and walking with Jesus in the daily and watch your life grow. Uh, watch you be able to serve with purpose. Be attentive to the enemy wanting to steal that stuff from you because he's he's a Lego stealer. Uh, he'll want to go in there and rob that stuff from you, um, and then and then walk in that freedom because that's mm-hmm. that's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus came. Yeah, I love it. That's good stuff, Tim. I really appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, man. Always good to talk. And again, for our audience, just challenge you like like Tim was saying. What's that last Lego brick that you got? What was the last Lego brick you got? Have you placed it into your life? Or maybe there's some that the enemy's come in and stolen and you need to go collect those pieces and and start bringing them back and start layering them back together. So challenge you to do that. Well, Tim, thanks again for your time. Really appreciate your heart. It's always good to have a conversation with you. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, For those of you in our audience, we just want to let you know we do have a a way that you can reach out to us specifically regarding the podcast. If you have questions, comments, want to tell us how this stuff is working for you, podcast at operationrestoredwarrior.org. You can reach us that way. We'd love to hear how these things are affecting and impacting your life. 
So hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, stay dangerous. Well, thanks again for joining us on this episode of the Operation Restored Warrior podcast. I want to remind you to go check out our website at www.operationrestoredwarrior.org. When you get to the home page, you're going to see two tabs. One says, I'm a veteran. That's where you want to click if you want to apply to attend one of our life-changing drop zones. The other tab says support. And this is where if you believe in the mission of ORW and you want to continue to see lives changed by Jesus, click here and you'll find ways to partner with us as we continue this mission. Thanks again. And until next time, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous.